Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thank you. Thank you for tuning us in on your radios or bringing us in. And thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to us. And we've been in the book of Proverbs. We continue on looking at wisdom, the books of wisdom. We're in, uh, we're in the 10th proverb. We're cruising along maybe two or three verses a day. And that banging you hear over there, Stephanie may have just fell off her chair or something. We don't know. I'm not, I'm not hearing any screaming or anything like that. So I think she's okay. Uh, For those of you who are just listening and just getting to know, so we have a phone conversation across hundreds of miles. So I'm actually sitting here in Greer, South Carolina, and Stephanie's in Warsaw, Indiana, in her church. And and, uh, so we're talking back and forth. And and so every once in a while, you'll hear something weird going on in the background. And Stephanie right now, she's got major boogerage going on. So she's a little bit clogged. And what's wrong? I said, thanks for that image. That just really, really helped me. Well... I'm just trying to let the folks know what's going on, why you sound a little bit off today. And yeah, uh, yeah. still sound better than I do. So anyway, we have this segment. Oh my Here we are on Wednesday, and we're not going to pick on Stephanie about music or anything like that. We haven't done that in a long time. And uh, we don't even mention Liberty anymore. But anyway, as we cruise on, <laughs> as we continue to go, and I hope I hope Liberty gets to come home for Christmas. Uh, I think Lord willing. Yeah, get away from that white snow there in, in uh, uh, Wyoming. But here we are. We're cruising along. And so we're on verse number 21 in the 10th proverb. And But before we do that, we have our segment, You Might Be a Knucklehead If. And, and we use that segment. I'll be honest with you. We have an agenda. And our agenda is simple. Our, our agenda is we want you to know what a knucklehead looks like, number one. So number two, you don't become a knucklehead. So number three, once in a while it gets humorous, but it usually doesn't. Though we work at it. So today is my turn, and you might be a knucklehead if you say something to somebody that sounds like this. My friend had PTSD and got right over it, and he or she is all better. Folks, if you say something like that, you might be a knucklehead. That kind of goes with what Stephanie was saying yesterday. Just to get over it, this is my friend had it and got over it. That's being a knucklehead. Don't say that to people. We're glad your friend got over it. Don't go around. Remember we had that one knucklehead came to one of our conferences a couple of years ago, Stephanie. Remember he stood up and said, oh, I had PTSD. I drank 71 bottles of whiskey a day and, you know, got, got all better. Went to 7-Eleven, had a 12-inch hot dog, and I'm all better. Whatever. Well, I don't remember, but it was something like that. We had one person who said that they just fasted and prayed for three days, and they got over it. That was the guy. Then went to 7-Eleven and had a 12-inch hot dog. I don't know. That's I, I, I don't know everything involved with the guy. I just know he's a knucklehead, and that's what we're talking about, knuckleheads. And so if you look up a picture of knuckleheads, it was this guy. By the way, he wasn't a uh, – he was visiting the conference. He wasn't signed up to be part of the conference or the group would have voted him out. I think, I think we would have said, <laughs> you don't get to stay, get out. But he only stayed for one day and didn't come back. And we were all happy about that. Matter of fact, we told the cooks, pull out the fatted cap tonight. The, the knucklehead is gone. 
<laughs> and so th those are things we don't say and do to people with PTSD. Those are things that make you a knucklehead. So we just wanted to hit on that. And we, we surely hope you had a great Christmas week last week and leading up to new years, you and your family are having a great time. And I, I want to assure you that God has been so good to our families and uh, we're thankful for that. I know Stephanie's working real hard, uh, as you can imagine, shopping for all those kiddos and families and friends and make direct decorating a house. Maybe, we should throw your Christmas tree, a picture of your Christmas tree or something uh, online. I, you know, I need to take pictures. I've only taken like two pictures this season. It's really yeah. bad. So and, we, and we need more pictures of Emmy with a Santa hat on and Caleb okay. and, and the young ones. If you take your youngest four and put Santa hats on them and put them somewhere, yeah. have them sneak their heads around a tree or something. Those are special. Yeah, I, would you. I need to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to do that. And uh, as I can see. Emmy with her picture with Santa Claus is pretty great. Oh man, it's top right. I'm going to throw it on your page. And so, for those of you who don't know, help for Stephanie Wesco. Uh, isn't what is that? What we named the page? Praying what? for Stephanie Wesco. Praying for Stephanie Wesco. So go out to that page. I'm going to throw some pictures out there even today. And uh, there's about 3,700 folks out there. We know that. And uh, but we'll throw some pictures out there. You guys can pray, and I'll give you guys. I know you guys are looking for the. Uh, the card address again to send it through her church and we'll get that out to you today as well. And, uh, but not today, today, because today, today is December 29th or something. And we're actually making this today, today, which is December something. I don't even remember what day it is. I think it's the eighth or something. That's more messed up than a soup sandwich today. That's what I mean. There's too many todays and days in there. If we keep on, you know, what we're doing right now, people with ADHD are saying, keep it going, man. I am digging this. People with OCD are saying, I wish I could go to Greer and slap him right now and pop him out of this today. So, and that's the, and when you have both of those, you, it's so bad. You have to fight with yourself every day at noon. You know, you got the ADHD messing you up and the OCD not wanting to take it. It's just terrible. And that's what I deal with. That's my life, man. ADHD fighting with OCD. And, uh, and then you got DUMB on top of that, which cancels out the other two and makes things worse. And then when you eat sugar, it multiplies, it multiplies it. It does. It takes you to a place. Man, the other day I'm walking around like, ah, I mean, I just wanted to scream someone. Yeah. So Debbie bought me these dark chocolate Milano cookies. You know, those two biscuit type of oh, cookies yeah. with dark chocolate gym. Yep. Oh, Farm. Oh, oh, as God is my witness right there. Hey, I, have, how, how's that? How did that advent calendar work out for you? Did that help your sugar issues? Oh, yeah. So Stephanie sent Debbie and I an advent calendar. She's so thoughtful and uh, her gifts are always thoughtful. She sent us uh, some advent calendars and, and both are great. Debbie's eating hers. Debbie got the smaller one because she's a smaller human being. And uh, following through with what Emmy said, I'm just a little girl. So, uh, <laughs> Debbie's just a little wife. So she's, you know, five feet tall, like 90 pounds or something, or four, four and 11 or whatever. And, uh, uh, you know, and I'm this big dude who weighed 192 yesterday. I'm still trying to put on weight. I need to eat more. Yeah, I just keep losing weight. I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm doing push-ups, lifting, trying to eat more, and all I do is keep losing weight. But anyway, this is what I'm thinking about that advent calendar. It has some of the best chocolate in it I've ever had. Thank you so much. This morning was a, uh, it was like a bear 
Uh, it was the bear wrapped in tinfoil, and it was covered with chocolate on the outside and had a creamy chocolate caramel. It was an experience that exploded within my mouth. The flavor senses, and I ate this at 6 this morning. The, I had literally, the, the tips, uh, the, the taste buds at the tip of my tongue were doing a happy dance. Uh, oh. I mean, as it went down my throat, I wanted to stop it and regurgitate it so I could eat it again. I mean, that's just how good it was. And maybe I, maybe I took that too far. I don't know. But I, I've been thinking about that all day. I want to stop the podcast right now and go find tomorrow's, but I can't. See, now we know why you're so hyped. It's yeah. my fault. It's that chocolate bear. It is that chocolate bear. And, uh, oh, man, I just realized I missed the chocolate bear yesterday. So I'm actually still got another day I can go out and hit. There. Oh, man, we're in trouble. But anyway, so... <laughs> Because I had the colonoscopy yesterday, I didn't get up early and have my chocolate. So I'm going to go find my chocolate. I look for, hey, so this guy on TV last last night, Stephanie, I want you to think about, folks, I want you to listen to this, see if you do it. This guy on TV last night made chocolate spaghetti. So he made spaghetti noodles like normal, and he heated up hot fudge. And then for cheese, he used like a ground up caramel. And I think I think I'm going to try it. I'm just being upfront with you. But anyway, as we cruise along. I need bit freaky. But you'd try it, wouldn't you? I'm not sure. Noodles mixed with chocolate and caramel? Yeah. I think Emmy would try it. She probably would. I think Emmy would like it. Noodles. She loves chocolate, so she'd probably think it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah. So Emmy's a whole spaghetti, burger, taco, you know, you you go to the taco truck with her, man, the smile begins as soon as you leave the house. Yeah. I mean, she's smiling so wide you could fit a banana in her face sideways. I mean, <laughs> her, her, her smile's so wide her ears are wet, man, when you're going to get uh-huh. some, when you go into the taco truck. <laughs> she gets that smirk of appreciation. Man, I'm telling you what, someday someone's going to marry Emmy, and I'm going to tell them if I happen to still be around, take her to the taco truck once in a while. And she'll be a happy wife. And uh, you know what it says? Happy wife, happy life, happy spouse, happy house. Anyway, here we are. We're in the book of Proverbs, <laughs> chapter 10. And we're in verse number 21. And it says, the lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for want of wisdom. So I was thinking about that. That's a, that's a pretty heavy verse. The lips of the righteous feed many. Oh, boy. And so, Stephanie, looking at the two sides, you're feeding many. Or, uh, you know, people die because you have a lack of wisdom. I mean, what do you, what do you see when you're looking at that verse? What came to your mind? Well, I think it's incredible to, to, to see the impact that our words can have. And um, I think there's that, that really huge um, principle, and I'm just looking at this from a mother's perspective. But, you know, children thrive on love children thrive on they do um, acceptance they thrive on unconditional mom and dad have my back and i think part of the reason that we have to have the wounded spirits ministry is because the lips of the wicked have starved children they've starved adults Mm. and just looking at this from that perspective, um, I know I've talked to older ladies before 
who never received this kind of food. They were starved for love as children. Yeah. Never adults. And they're still, even though they're loved now, even though there's people in their lives that love them, they were starved as kids. And it literally, I just talked to a lady this week that um, it's her reality. You know, part of me just wants to shake her and say, this is simple stuff, but this is her reality because she was never fed. Yeah. She was never fed that love. And I think when I, when I look at this, this could be a righteous, fill this blank with a teacher, a mom, a dad, a, an old, a sibling, um, every single person can be feeding with their lips, can be feeding love, can be feeding mercy, grace, truth. But when I look at this, I think of Galatians where it talks about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. Is that what we're feeding people? Because yeah. if the spirit of God is moving through us, we will be feeding life. We will be feeding that joy, that peace, that love, that long suffering. And, um, I think that's what I see here. And it's powerful. It's a powerful image, the very practical image, but what are we feeding? What are we giving out of our lips? Are we feeding poison? Are we feeding toxins? Are we starving people? You know, are we, are we literally like a, a opposite of a life flow? Um, I know I've been around people like that where, where you see them coming and you shudder because you, you pretty much can, bet your life on knowing what's going to come out of their mouth and knowing what the effect is going to be on you and those around you. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think this needs to be said, Stephanie, and you know, this is the place where we take our experiences and I think help to share it with people as we read these things and talk about them. And, you know, I am sick and tired of parents wanting to be their kids, friends, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, a seven-year-old kid calling, his mom, Ann, or something like that. I'm talking about, you know, even though my kids are older, I'm still their dad. You know, they, they still respect me and love me. They come over and visit me. They're working hard. Thank God they're in church again. You know, they're doing all the things they need to be doing, but I'm still their parent. And I, you know, when you were talking about when you equated the lips of the righteous feed many and feeding our children, folks, I just want to caution you to be your kid's parents. No matter what age or stage they're at in life, I know you can't call them up and say, do this, or I'm going to give you a spanking, but you can always give advice. You can always buy them the right book. You can always go hunting together. You can always go grab a lunch together. You can always love on people and hold them and invite them and just don't give up on them. Be their parent, feed them all the time, feed them the stuff of life, uh, you know, over and over again, feed them. Well, feed them wisdom. Yeah. You know? wisdom from above which is first pure then peaceable gentle easy to be entreated yeah. full of mercy, good fruit feed them that wisdom because the world is seeking yeah. to come foolishness down their throats yeah exactly and so we have to be combating that as parents as teachers but that has to be combined with love because if if we make it all about yeah. framing truth and there's not the mercy and grace part of the coin of who god is they'll turn their back they will them away. And so I think that it's, it's a multifaceted thing that can only happen through God's, through God's enablement in us. But, um, this is just a heavy burden I have obviously because I've got eight kids and I teach, um, I teach kids, you know, classes. And so it's just that principle of what are we feeding? What are we giving? Because in those formative years, um, 
what what they're fed or what they're starved from will affect them the rest of their lives. And I think it needs to be said that it's it's okay to have fun too. You know, yes, it's it's Definitely. okay. I think somewhere along the way, you know, we get so out of balance in the world today. Yeah, you know, we got these people. Well, young man, you sit right there and don't move. And then yep. we got these people who make Sunday school class about catching a Hershey bar, 80 miles an hour thrown from behind someone's back or something. <laughs> you know, there, there's a balance. We need to, yes. uh, we need to feed many with, with God's righteousness, with God's word, with God's love. And at the yeah. same time, we need to let these kids know that they can come to us. And so the first church I went to where they ordained me or used me and, and different things. We had planted a church and then this older pastor had come in. We hired him after a year and something. We built the church where I think we were a year and four months old. We, and God allowed us to have over a hundred people. I think we had 132 people on the rolls on our first anniversary. And we probably had 160 people out or something. Um, God was really good to us. I can't remember. Uh, all I can say is we had no clue what we were doing, but God was doing everything. And, and, uh, but what I remember is the pastor who came in started this thing, and I was out processing, getting ready to move to Germany, where we helped a fella start a church over there. We just did whatever he told us. We didn't have any full-time role, nothing like that. We were just bring people, knock on doors with them, love them, pray for them, feed them once in a while, those kinds of things. Loved he and his wife, and his son had come over to play in a church in Heidelberg. Just great people. But anyway, while we were there in New York, this pastor had come in, and he what he would do every Sunday service before he released the kids to go back in another room is he had pastor's kids. So everybody would sing a hymn or two, prayer requests would be put out for everybody. And then he would have pastor's kids, and all these kids, like second grade and below, would go bolting uh, up to the front of the church and they would they would sit around the pulpit and pastor had a little lesson for him from whatever he was preaching that day he might have something like you know for God so loved the world it turned into Jesus loves you guys he loves your little children so much God's word said he loves you so much he let her son die for you and, and young people, I want you to know that I'm always available to you, but more important than that, so is God. And all the yeah. kids would clap or something and give them all a piece of candy and then run back to his class. And one day I, I noticed how effective it was. And I said to pastor one day, I said, Hey pastor, why do you do that? You know, what got you started? I love it. I don't want you to stop. And, uh, he said, Doug, those kids can know now they can always come to me. Yeah. I'm their pastor. I'm not just the old people's pastor. Those pastor's kids mean something to me. And, yeah. uh, you know, folks, there's a balance. and But it's feeding people righteousness with love. It's feeding people righteousness. You know, if we get that self-righteous, crazy, upside-down attitude, the whole world's wrong except me, you know what you're going to get? Nothing. There's not yeah. going to be any fruit going on with that. And yeah. God doesn't use Pretty, people like and, that. Yeah, yeah, and quite that is that is narcissism. It is. It's a picture of it. Yeah. I don't want to call it Christian. It's anti-Christian. It's anti-Christ, but anti-Christ narcissism where you have a quote unquote Christian who knows everything. Oh yeah. And we know those people don't. Yeah. Yeah. Where you see where parents are passing that mindset onto their kids. And I call them, I call it mini narcissism where you have kids that are behaving, they're bullies, they're, they're narcissists. And you will create generational bondage and strongholds, satanic strongholds in your family as a parent if you are feeding that kind of toxic waste into your children because they will become many use. And you can blame what you don't like in them on, on everything else in the world, but we as parents 
have to step back and I have to do this all of the, you know, all the time. And when you have eight kids, especially ones like Caleb that say things that you're like, where in the world did that just come from? You do, you have to take double takes and say, okay, what am I doing? Or what do I need to change to fix this by God's to help him fix this so that this isn't a problem he carries into his, his adult life because God gave us the responsibility to, to do those building blocks. And, and, and if our lips, our lips, our tongues, there's a reason in James that our tongue is called, you know, uh, it's, it's a, it's full of deadly poison if it's not under the control of the spirit of God and that there's two alternatives. It's either full of deadly poison or it's feeding life. There it is. And making that choice of what our lips will be. And that's where the verse is. So, I mean, is there balance in your life? Are you, are you feeding people righteousness? You know, some people just, Oh, God's word says, get over it. You know, I know people that, you know, they, they'll get, they'll, they'll quote God's word to you all the time and they're driving two and a half hours to go to church because they couldn't get along with the guy down around the corner. And then I know guys who are driving two and a half hours because the guy around the corner is a total knucklehead. But what I'm saying is there's a balance. There's a, you know, we need to, uh, it's almost like, you know, God exposes uh, the fools here. Yeah, uh, he does. He exposes it to us. and We should see that. But at the same time, we don't need to be a bunch of self-righteous freaks. Right. At the same time, right. we don't need to be our kids' friends. We really don't. That's a bad place to be. You know, letting our kids get away with whatever they want. <laughs> letting them, You know, that's a, that is a real slippery slope. Because I'll tell you that, that, you know, you need discipline in marriage. You need discipline in life. You know, and, and I, I probably shouldn't talk because I had so much discipline in life in the Army and stuff. But I'm just saying, as Stephanie was saying, that when she went back to the kid thing, it, may, it immediately made me perk up and realize that probably half the people I speak to that are dealing with kid problems or grown people problems that they made, that God used them, uh, it, it goes back to the discipline wasn't there. Uh, the servant of the righteous wasn't there. And, you know, as parents, I think we're we're supposed to be a picture of biblical discipline and righteousness without the craziness. And so that's how I want to wrap this up. So I think we covered it well. I think Stephanie hit it real hard. But somehow we need to walk away with this today and say that even in our home relationships, our work relationships, and any relationship we have, even in my peeps at Starbucks, even in any of those questions, I think what we need to remember is that, you know, there's a balance. There's a wonderfulness that comes along with sharing God's word uh, of feeding many with righteousness. Uh, there's, there's a place, there's a discipline of life that comes along with knowing God and those types of things. So somehow put all this together, let God use it in your life today. Again, we're just so thrilled to be able to come across and talk to that. So today we walk away with Let's feed people righteousness, righteousness, and uh, let's not use a shovel and jam it down people's throats. Let's explain it. Let's be godly. Let's love people, and let's give people chocolate. Praise God! Hey, with all that, <laughs> with all that, we surely hope you're having a great day. We'd love to answer any questions you have. If there's anything we can do to help you, please, please, please make sure you get a hold of us on our Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. We really love you guys. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits 
that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.